0: You know that modern family joke about Meryl Streep could be the choice to play Batman and be the right choice? Mm -hmm. Do you kind of want to see that?
1: Yes. I would love to see that. Me too. Just as like a, you know, fed up with the system kind of world-weary Meryl Streep.
0: Could Meryl Streep play Batman in the next Justice League movie?
1: I wouldn't be mad about it. Okay. And if anything.
0: And just no one comments on it. That's just <laughs> a... Hello, everyone. Welcome to I Only Like You. It's a film review podcast that I do with the only person that I like, which is tonight my girlfriend. Hello. This week we've seen The Post, the new Steven Spielberg movie. Not one of these fun ones, not an not adventure one, one of these talky political ones. That's okay. As Tom Hanks, Meryl Streep. It's about the release of the Pentagon Papers back in the 1970s by The Washington Post.
1: Although, maybe not by The Washington Post.
0: Well, kind of more like The New York Times did most of the work, apparently.
1: Yeah. I feel funny about that when films appropriate history. But then I know it's not a doc- documentary, and not everyone goes to a film and is like, this is definitely true, these events definitely happened. But mm. I feel like it's a bit funny when you're talking about something that's quite true to life, you know, just depicting events, to give well, a whole different organisation the credit for doing something that someone else I'm did.
0: Like, well, they did do it, but it's not like they were like the main people involved, mm. supposedly. Weird. Mm. What do you think of the film, today? It
1: was fine. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> Look, you're going to get. If Steven Spielberg's directing, you're going to get a fine film. Okay? Mm. You know, at least it's going to be. Mediocre. If you get Hanks and Streep, you know it's going to be great acting. I'm just not as enamoured by it as everyone seems to be.
0: No, I I enjoyed a while it was happening. Yeah. But the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I don't think it's that good. I think maybe it's getting a bit of press this year because of the political implications of current day mm-hmm. things that are happening. I just... As you said, Hanks is great. Streep's always great. The Film moved along quite nicely and looked great. Very grey and everything. But, I don't know, it's not even the best film about newspapers that we've seen in the last few years. No. It doesn't stack up to spotlight.
1: Not at all. Not at all. I feel like this is the perfect time to make this film, right? About freedom of the press, about a woman trying to succeed in a man's world, about a corrupt president. You know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's timely. I'm a bit sceptical about the fact that it was pushed through so quickly. Like filming was last year and they've got it done so quickly mm-hmm. seemingly just to, you know, enter it for Oscars, which I feel a bit funny about because I'm sure awards are great, but I don't know if that should be the driving factor why we create important work and mm-hmm. important art. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've uh, th- I had issues with it. I had issues with... Um, My main issue was that it kind of surrounds, so Meryl Streep owns the post and has inherited it from her late husband who committed suicide and Hanks is like the editor in chief person, so they're kind of bouncing off each other.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: We were told so much in this film that it was such a struggle for her as a woman and people didn't believe her and whatever, but we weren't ever shown that. We were shown it in one scene, which I think was the best scene in the film, which was in the boardroom, where she had the right answers to everything and the men were talking over her and didn't ask her and she mm-hmm. had the answers for them and they didn't believe her. Like that was an exceptionally well-written scene. But the rest of the time I just told, oh, no one takes me seriously because it should have been given to me all along, not my husband. And Yeah, um, it was talky. Mm. It was, yeah, it was talky. I don't have an issue with talky films. I have an issue with where you're telling me all this stuff and expecting me to believe it, but I have no examples of it actually happening. It's like the first rule in film that you need to show your audience. If you're using a visual medium, medium, you need to tell it that way as well. Otherwise, I not to write a book about it.
0: Mm-hmm. My biggest problem with the film is that the whole question and dilemma of the film is... Will they publish these papers? Mm. And they did, because that's why the movie's made.
1: We know that they did. Yeah. you know that going in. Yeah.
0: Didn't really ring out enough drama no. out of that concept for me. I
1: mean, part of it was it's interesting to see how these things were published, but there's a way of showing how and the journey of a, of a dilemma then will they or won't they? I feel like they went quite black and white and quite simple with that. Will mm. they or won't they publish the papers? Well, we know what happens because. Yeah. They're around. There and... <laughs> wouldn't be a movie
0: if this didn't happen. <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly. I really didn't like um, the reenactments of Nixon on the phone. it's
0: mm, bit strange.
1: I liked that they incorporated that and had it there, but I think just an exterior shot of the White House would have been enough or a flag or something. We didn't need an actor, like, with his back to the camera furiously gesturing while he's on the mm-hmm. phone to act out this thing. Like, that just seemed really basic and, like... um college film-like. I was surprised that they went that route. Um, what I really liked about the film, I liked seeing how printing was done for newspapers back then.
0: are they cool? I machines. had no
1: idea. So they made basically stamps, metal stamps, mm. of what the front page would be and then put ink over it and that's what happened. Like, that's just incredible to me. I had no idea that's how they did it.
0: I love seeing... In all these movies, when they're the papers flying through around oh, so the factory, cool, isn't it? It's a really cool visual.
1: I know it. Like it probably um, romanticizes working in the printing industry yeah. in the past. Mm. But if I could go back, get me in a bloody <laughs> <laughs> printing warehouse, I'd love it.
0: You know what's always good to see in a movie? What's that? A surprise David Cross.
1: Yes, always. I'm here for it.
0: Although I couldn't take him seriously.
1: No. Did you constantly think he was going to, like...
0: Yeah, break character, yeah. <laughs> start being Tobias. He's
1: got great people in the film. Bob Odenkirk's in it. Mm-hmm. Toad's in it from Breaking Bad.
0: Mm-hmm. Riley Whitford, my favorite
1: Mm-hmm. Like, they're great performances.
0: Alison Brie, somehow. well.
1: Yeah, every, no uh, one, everyone's uh, in everything at, mm. at the moment. But did you find there were maybe a bit too many middle-aged white guys that it was hard to discern who was who?
0: Yeah. Perhaps intentional, but also Maybe. I like, I don't think I'm the stupidest person out there, but I was a bit confused about the timeline of this movie for mm. you. I, I not until I read after afterwards that I didn't realise that like obviously the Vietnam Vietnam parts at the beginning didn't take place like a week before the rest of the movie, but yeah. I didn't quite get the implication that it'd been years and years and years between mm. the opening mm. to the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Other bits, of, I wasn't quite sure how long the period was of the actual movie and the dilemmas and stuff.
1: I'd agree, yeah. Maybe timestamps could have been useful mm. or something. Um, I think the, the biggest problem with the film is that I feel like because he's an auteur, Spielberg does lots of things <laughs> that maybe aren't quite right, but you can't say that they're not good on the set or whatever because it's Steven Spielberg, you know what I mean? Like I feel like he loves sentimentality in his films and there's a scene in this film where Merrill's talking to her daughter, played by Alison Brie, in the bedroom where the kids are trying to sleep and they're shouting and crying and everything and it's just, like, I don't know. Too I don't, much, hey. It's too it's too much, it's too forceful. It's like the swelling score and, you mm-hmm. know, the emotional performance and everything. I just, I feel like. Contrasting that scene to the scene in the boardroom where it's very subtle and she's being spoken over and everything and it keeps flashing camera keeps flashing back to her and her reaction, how can those two scenes be in the same film? How can he be so good at just subtly putting something in but then go way over the top, heavy-handed with this other thing, trying to make you care too much about something? It just doesn't work for me. It doesn't ring true anymore. I'm not sad for her when she's sitting on the bed crying because I'm too busy thinking you really yeah. want me to feel sorry for her in this moment.
0: Isn't that funny when by trying to make you feel sad they make it too obvious and then. Yeah. It has the opposite effect of what they're going for. Interesting point. Mm-hmm. There's another moment I think, I can't remember exactly where it was, where they sort of stopped the movie just to just talk about how great the freedom of the press is in America and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, it's that sort of movie. You can kind of live with it. But, but the whole movie itself, those little bits, doesn't let the movie really sore, does it?
1: No, it doesn't. No. I think... I don't know. I'm just not... I... It's fine. Like, I don't really care about it. You just rent it out from a blockbuster, which doesn't exist anymore apparently. But you rent it out on the weekend and watch it and fine, you probably go, oh, that's pretty apt considering the time and then put it away forever, you know. I
0: find it bizarre that it's nominated for two Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. Best Actress, fine. It's like a law that she has to be, be nominated every year. <laughs> But Best Picture, how hmm. can you be nominated for one award, two awards, and one of them's Best Picture, but nominated, not nominated for anything else?
1: Oh, I get what you mean. So if it is truly the Best Picture, why isn't it nominated for Sound, Cinematography? Is that yeah. what you mean? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, there are ten awards, ten nominations for script is best. Mm-hmm. You could get one of them, mm-hmm. Like even if, if it is that good. Mm. I just find it a bit strange. Maybe it's a political move.
1: I think it's, yeah, I don't think it'll win.
0: Oh, no, it won't win. I
1: think it's just Steven Spielberg's done a film, we've got to put him, give him a and nom. It's about, and it's about press and something press important, and you know.
0: I mean, it's fine. It's not I'm not am upset that it's nominated and it's cool to watch it and everything, but you're right. Those awards ceremonies, they're not free of politics either, are they? No.
1: <laughs> the thing that I hated most about this film was... There's a moment at the end of the film where they're trying to figure out whether or not um, they're going to court or they've been sued or whatever by releasing the papers, the classified papers. And there's a woman who's on the phone and she's waiting to hear the results from something, which is really quaint and interesting to see. Oh, that Of course they wouldn't get notified straight away via Twitter or via text message. You'd mm-hmm. have to literally wait. And we're waiting and the, and the tension's building and everything only for an old white man who we've never seen before in the whole film to come out and said, we won, we won, and everyone reacts positively to that. I feel like that scene undercut the whole message of this film about Meryl Streep's character trying to make it in a man's world and women being usurped by men. However, I don't think it was intentionally undercut because none of the other characters reacted to it. We didn't cut back to the woman on the phone getting frustrated that her moment had been stolen. Hanks, who had supposedly... Um, Developed and understood Meryl Streep's character and how difficult it was for her thanks to his wife saying, you know, this is a big thing for this woman to do, to stand up to all the men in her life telling her not to publish the papers and choose to. That could have been a perfect moment to show his development as a character and say, let's hear it from the woman on the phone who's been waiting there the whole time. I don't feel like that was intentional because none of the characters reacted to it and I think it was handled really sloppily, and then it just undercut your whole message of the film. So what am I waiting two hours for? And if it was the point was, you know, oh, it's like that today, it's still like that today, then, ha- then work with it. Don't just have it there. Have people react to it, have it develop, have it be for something. Don't just shove it in and be like, oh, yeah, that was totally intentional because it just looks like it was weak and stupid and like you didn't know what you were doing.
0: I agree with you. I think perhaps it was intentional but really badly done, which Mm. that's not any defence of it. I think it's it's too obvious, almost a thing, for it to be unintentional. I think it's they were trying to do it but then it just didn't work properly. You're right, they didn't have that cut back to her being disappointed that someone's taken over her.
1: Or cut to Tom Hanks instead of him going up and going yay to the guy, have him turn around and say all right all right we're waiting to hear it from this woman like especially the scene before or two scenes before he just realized how that conversation with his wife and everything
0: yeah i think of that though perhaps he realized how tough it was for meryl streep not for all women
1: yeah i guess so
0: but you're right just one quick shot of her being upset that someone has stolen a thunder that scene would have worked so much better and the whole film would have worked better
1: then what's the character development for tom hanks's character then in the whole film If it's not to appreciate that women have it tough, he doesn't change at all. He starts out wanting to be a good newspaper and he ends wanting to be a good newspaper.
0: He starts out not having the story, he ends up having the story.
1: Yeah, but he doesn't change at all. He doesn't go on a journey. He just gets handed information by other characters. Anyway.
0: He has to convince her to let it happen. I guess, I I guess. I don't know if it's enough to criticise the film for him not having a character arc, if that wasn't the point of the movie.
1: Yeah, I guess not. But
0: Yeah, it's a good point, though.
1: I think it would strengthen the film. Yeah.
0: Is it it weird, though, if it's based off a real-life person who perhaps didn't have that journey, if you force it into a movie just to have a...
1: Well, I'm annoyed because this has been appropriated. So if they want to change all these things but then get on their high horse and say, it's based on a real person, he didn't change... Well, why do you change all these other things for no reason then? I don't know. I don't think any <laughs> explanation would make me happy in this situation.
0: Maybe it's just not a very good movie. Ooh. Oh, well, it's a good movie. It just didn't hit those moments that well, did it? No. Which is disappointing because it, there is potential there for a really great movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: I was wondering recently, what's these movies are based on real events and real people involved? yet. Yeah they change so much that they may as well not be based on real events, right, Yeah. real people. Why aren't there more movies like the Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter movies where you take a real person but you put them in a totally outrageous situation because then you can tell your own story but also have that person and maybe try and be more truthful to that person by not changing all these things about their life.
1: Interesting point. I never thought I'd hear the phrase, why don't we have more... Movies like Abraham Lincoln, Lincoln, Vampire Hunter from You.
0: I haven't seen that movie, but it's fine, apparently. Interesting, though, isn't it?
1: It's interesting when they change a story, like the events of a story that's supposed to, to, like you want to say, based on a true story, but you don't want to be loyal to that at all. No. It's weird, isn't it? Mm.
0: So if you're going to find someone in history who's really interesting, say Richard Nixon, but then... You have to find a bit in his life. Either you do, like, a whole biopic about him when he was a kid to his mm. old age and that, you know, two hours really really hard to do justice to someone's whole life. Or you take a portion of their life, like Lincoln, which was a few months, or this, which was a few or a week or so. Yeah, exactly. And But then by doing that, you're not – you're changing things anyway. Yeah. Why not have a story where Nixon and I don't know, goes to hell or something and talks to God and like that? And that way, you can, by putting this in a ridiculous scenario, there'd be rules about that, I guess, with mm. like real people and stuff. But interesting thought I had recently, I thought.
1: Yeah, I think I find it difficult to find um, relevance for these kinds of films that are sort of based on real life but change so many things. I think it would have been more interesting to see a documentary
0: mm.
1: about this than a false representation of what actually happened. Mm-hmm. Um, Having said that, it's reenactment in a way. Like, it's just yeah, sort of... Yeah,
0: true. I just feel I like know. if you're going to change things, why not change lots of things and have yeah. fun with it?
1: I guess the thing is people who didn't know about this story before will have gone to see the film because it's a Steven Spielberg film or because it has Meryl Streep in yeah, it. Yeah,
0: nothing with that.
1: And then leave educated about this thing. Mm-hmm. But I find that difficult because they're being educated about something that's not true.
0: Yeah, well, they're getting a certain Do you know what slice what I mean? of history and relevant. then you,
1: Yeah, and then you can say, oh, they knew it wasn't true. Well, do, how many people go home and, like, research the true events of a film? You know what I mean?
0: Well, yeah. Well, even if you, having seen this film and then realising that perhaps the New York Times had more at stake here and they were more driving the story, you have still see the movie about how Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep did it. Yeah. And so it's hard to not have that in your memory, isn't it? Exactly. When you're thinking about it. Yeah. I don't think we've done this justice because we quite liked it but also didn't. So It's hard to talk about it, isn't it?
1: Well, I think if I, if I hadn't seen this film... I wouldn't have lost anything in my life. Okay. But,
0: but having I haven't seen, seen it, it, you're fine. It's fine. Sorry.
1: <laughs> There's no change either way. <laughs> if you want two hours of good acting, mm. go see it. Mm-hmm. If you want to find out about true events, probably don't go see it. Mm. And if you're expecting something grand and Spielberg esque mm-hmm. and incredible, that's not what you're going to get with this film. Well said. What would you give it out of five? Two? I'd probably give it two and a half. Like, it was fine. Right down the middle.
0: Put it this way. In ten years, people are going to still talk about The Shape of Water. Yeah. They're probably not going to talk about this one.
1: Well, I liked your point that this isn't even the best thing about a newspaper.
0: That we've seen in the last couple of years, yeah.
1: There's even All the President's Men, which is a fantastic film. Mm -hmm. And um, Spotlight as well, which we're still talking about Mm -hmm. years later. I don't know that this will have the longevity. No of those but anyway
0: well thank you for listening we have lots of other podcasts you might want to listen to they're all about movies some of our early ones are about things that we hate as well always good
1: oh all about movies some of them about TV shows
0: hey good point
1: bearing it up oh look out so we'll be on to onto DVDs.
0: to <laughs> a <laughs> DVD of movie or TV show? yeah
1: yeah I was reaching snapchats <laughs> Can we just start a Snapchat room? <laughs>
0: Thank you. See you next time.
1: Thank you. Bye. Hold up. What was that?